We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast on Mike Fisher's YouTube channel. We're glad to be here. We're glad to be doing these exclusive pods for him and uh, hopefully all you Cowboys fans over there have a little bit of uh, have a little bit of time to listen to some Mavs talk too. So uh, I'm Dalton Trigg. This is my co-host Matt Galatson. Uh, we're really excited about where the Mavs are right now despite these first 10 games being a roller coaster ride. Uh, the team is seven and three, Matt. I mean, you know, despite all of the hiccups, they're seven and three. They have a 700 win percentage. <laughs> so, uh, there there are some things to nitpick. There are some things that definitely need to get better. Uh, for the most part, it's just open shots not falling, in my opinion. Plus the Dwight Powell issue that we seem to harp on every single episode. But uh, they did what they were supposed to do versus a New Orleans Pelicans team in the last one. That was, uh, you know, they were one in eight heading into that game, I believe, or one and nine. And they didn't have Zion Williamson. They didn't have Brandon Ingram. And they took care of business, just like, you know, a team like the Mavs are supposed to do. So they still had some moments that scared you in the fourth quarter where they let a big lead get down to about eight points, but then they were still able to put it away. And, uh, you know, they, they end up coming out with the big victory over the Pels at home. So now, Matt, tonight – it's the first installment of our friendly wager uh, this season when the Mavs take on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Bulls are also 7-3, and three, and they're tied number one through three in the East are tied for that record at 7-3. and three. The Mavs are currently sitting at third in the Western Conference standings. It's in Chicago. It's the Mavs' first big test uh, since they lost at Denver by 30-something. Uh, so it's the next big test for them, and I'm excited to see how they play in it. I think they're more than capable of beating this Bulls team, but uh, they're going to have to play a lot better than they did against Atlanta and uh, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets if they want to come out on top because the Bulls have a ton of firepower. And DeMar DeRozan, one of their new additions, always seems to torch the Mavs. So um, 
I mean, what's your thoughts going into this one? Are you, are you like me and that you think they're more than capable of beating them, or uh, am I just being my usual overly optimistic self? Well, no, I think when you have Luca on your team, you're capable of beating anybody on any night. Um, I do think the Bulls are exceptionally dangerous. Um, but, you know, then again, they are kind of like the Mavs in the sense that they had – well, really to more of an extent because they had more turnover than – than Dallas did. So um, they're playing well together. They, but they have a lot of really good pieces. Um, I think top to bottom, they are a better team than the Mavericks, but the Mavericks have the best player on the floor. So that's, that's kind of the trade-off you have. And, and that's kind of the way they've, they've, uh, they've been up against these, these other, you know, elite teams they play, you know, throughout the last couple of years with Lucas Usually they're pretty outgunned from top to bottom, but when you've got a guy like Luca, he can keep you in any game. He can beat anybody. So I think they'll be able to do pretty well tonight against the Bulls. Um, I think it might be my first time ever cheering against the Mavericks, though, just because I want to steal some money off you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I like I said, and even if look, even if the the Mavs come out and lose this one. It's not like I'm I'm completely losing this bet. They still play one more time, and then we still have the aspect of it where if the Mavs end up with a better overall record at the end of the year, you know, it'll uh... – <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 say, I say the Mavs have the best player on the floor, but I might be wrong, actually, because the Bulls have Caruso, who's, you know, as, as we all know, the best player in the NBA. <laughs> Um, hey, he would have been an excellent fit for the Mavs if they had gone after oh, him in free agency. So, I, just, I mean, I, I, I just think it's funny how much hype he gets because he's this dude who's just kind of pretty good and he dunks sometimes and he can hit some shots and all that stuff. But you know, he's one of he's one of, ad, he, he's one of those he's one of those advanced analytics darlings. You know, he uh, he doesn't put up huge stats, but he's one of those guys where when he's on the floor, good things tends to happen. So. And hey, maybe there's something to that because the Lakers are struggling pretty, pretty much, pretty much all this entire season so far. They have they've struggled against teams like OKC, <laughs> so the old man route is not working well for the Lakers right now. Shocking, shocking. Yeah, but because the old man thing doesn't seem to work in a, in the NBA. It can in the NFL when you got guys like Tom Brady, but the NBA doesn't seem to work as well. I was talking with our guy Fish. I see he's in the chat right now. We have a uh, – let me see. Yeah, we got a couple people in the chat now. But, yeah, our, me and Fish experienced some technical difficulties yesterday. We tried to basically come on here and do this. But Jalen Brunson, you know, we, we talked about how well he's played uh, over not, – not just the two games he started and in the last one off the bench, but – just overall this season, it seems like he's really saved the Mavs' butts uh, in a lot of these games that could have gone the op- gone the opposite way because uh, Luca and Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock, who seems to be getting it going now, but he was struggling early on. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been the one constant. You know, he has been he has been great since day one, and you know the contract situation with him. I think they'll eventually extend him, even if it goes into unrestricted free agency. I just don't think it's going to happen now because, like I was talking about with with Fish, you know, the most the Mavs can offer him right now is four years, fifty five million dollars. 
Uh, that, that's it. That's the most they can offer him right now. And that's a lot of money. But the way Jalen Brunson's playing right now, <laughs> he's going to make more money than that this summer, Matt. So I don't blame him at all for, you know, taking advantage of his contract situation and uh, playing it out on a contract year and making him some, some more change this summer. So now the way the contract is set up, he shouldn't be going into unrestricted free agency. He should have been a restricted free agent this last offseason, and then the Mavs would have been able to match whatever offer he was given. But the way Donnie Nelson set up that contract that he was on, he's gonna. It, it's kind of an odd situation. Even even Bobby Marks was just like, man, you never see this with, with second-round picks uh, where, the, where they're hitting the unrestricted free agent market this early. So, I mean, it's – it's something that you kind of worry about, but I I love that Jason Kidd is playing Brunson with Luca more. Whether whether Brunson starts or not, he's playing more minutes with Luca, and like especially to close games. And we've seen where Luca is trusting him more. And Jalen Brunson alluded to that in his post game uh, post game press conference after the Pelicans game. You know, he said that the confidence that Luca has given in him and the trust that Luca has given in him in late game situations has only made him play better because his confidence has skyrocketed because of that. So that's something you love to see whether Jalen Brunson is starting or not. Uh, he has just been killing it all season and he's really become a, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say the second best player on this team. Yeah, no, he is. Um, it's, and it's, it's good for the Mavs because it, it, it's at a position that they desperately needed to have a, a difference maker last year. He, he wasn't that difference maker and they suffered because of it. They didn't have the reliable secondary ball handler, secondary score outside of Luca and, and, and Tim last year that could, um, you know, really separate them on their second unit. And you're, you're right. I mean, whether he's starting or not, he's making a major impact. It's just, um, it's just great to see that, especially for Luca, because he doesn't have to put as much energy on the floor and and you know extend expend himself as much throughout the course of the game. If he's got a guy like Jalen that he can rely on, he can play a little bit more off ball and not have to have the ball in his hands all the time. Um, and I think that's you know the the biggest benefit out of this, not just because you know not just Jalen scoring twenty twenty five thirty points in a game and. and and doing that kind of thing, but being able to take the ball out of Lucas' hands and give him kind of a break doesn't just help you on individual game nights. It helps you throughout the entire season. It, it, it adds up. It, you know, it the fresher Luca is come playoff time, the better, obviously. So the more things that you do to make sure that happens, the better. And honestly, if, if Jalen can play like this for the remainder of the season, I wouldn't have a problem with the Mavericks maxing him out at this point. Like I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's they, playing so but, well, man. He, if you max him, he has to be a starter going forward. And I sort of like the dynamic of him being a starter with Luca going forward anyway. So I don't mind it. It's, it's a very interesting idea to think about a guy being a second round pick four years ago. And, kind of a role player last year and now all of a sudden he's he's he is playing like a max player so if he if he can continue it then you know why not try that well and we've we've talked about it before too it makes it a whole lot easier because Jason Kidd's kind of having to juggle it right now because you want Jalen playing more minutes with Luca 
I mean, that's obviously been working, especially down the stretch. You you want to keep those two together as much as possible. And like you said, it takes a, a bunch of the load off of Luca's shoulders and all that. But the downside to that is then it takes away from, you know, who's creating with the bench unit. Because Frank Nielakina, he's good, but I think he works better as, a, you know, more of a catch and shoot playing at the two spot off the bench than having to be a distributor. So you're taking – Sorry to interrupt, but his role also is probably more valuable on the defensive side anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, just like playing good defense, grabbing a rebound, initiating the fast fast break is something that he's done that's I think has been really effective and, and helped this Mavs team, especially if they're going through a, you know, a scoring drought at times. So that's the thing. It's like you, you want Jalen starting with Luka, but you're taken away from the bench unit. And, you know, that, that comes full circle – to what we seem to talk about all the time now is how Goran Dragic is just sitting there. He's had seven consecutive. It's it's like every seven other. seven consecutive games now where Nick Nurse has not played him. He's just chilling on the bench. Coach's decision. He's not injured or anything. So I mean, are they, are they just holding him hostage at this point? I mean, what, what what's going on there? But you know, if, if something if that eventually comes to a head and they buy him out and you're able to start Jalen full-time, and you don't have to worry about the bench unit because you have a guy with the pedigree of Dragic coming off the bench and playing with Neil Aquina in the, the, the bench backcourt, then you've really got something there. You know, you're, you're firing on all cylinders, whether it's your starting unit or your bench unit, and you're off and running. You don't have to worry about it. So I understand yeah. – where kids coming from and, you know, whether he's going to start Jalen or not right now. But if that happens, it makes the decision a whole lot easier, in my opinion. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis 
analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, sure. And, you know, that's where Goron's comfortable anyway is coming off the bench. That's what he did in Miami for so long. And he was always a six-man-of-the-year candidate, you know, over the last couple of years because of that. So um, I think that's kind of the dream scenario. It's just a matter of when the Raptors will stop playing hardball because, I mean, this is ridiculous at this point. It seems like they're going to wait, they're going to wait until the last possible second to try and figure out what they can do with his, you know, with his contract, whether or not they can use it in some sort of trade. Because they're not, they're not in my opinion. No, they're not, but I think they want to try to. And, you know, you can't really blame them because that's they're in a rebuilding process, obviously. So when you have a big contract like that, that's expiring, it's actually kind of a, an asset because you can make a lot more deals work with bigger players and, and kind of get better faster. But I don't think anybody wants to take that deal on anyway right now. So it, at the end of the day, they're just delaying the inevitable and it's kind of weird, but you know, when you're a rebuilding team, you're kind of desperate, and they seem kind of desperate. So, there's four factors. There, there. Well, four factors. There's four reasons why I say that Toronto's not going to trade Dragic. One is he's not playing right now. So, <laughs> if Nick Nurse is deciding not to play him, and given the way he played in the few games he already has this season, he didn't look great. So, uh, he's 35 years old, and he's not playing right now. The second reason is his contract, $19 million, even though it's an expiring, you know, no no contender is going to put together that kind of salary to get Dragic. Or I don't even know if they can without giving away a big piece because most of these contenders, their most important pieces have the big contracts. And then you have a bunch of small ones that, you know, you probably can't add up enough to compensate for that contract. The third reason is everyone knows – where Dragic wants to play. So why are you going to bust your back trying to trade for a guy that you know has come out and basically said on the record he wants to play with Luca? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're probably just trying to squeeze every little piece of juice they can out of this thing and see if they can get any sort of asset return for for his deal. Um and that just doesn't seem very likely. It's Nobody wants to, like, it, I mean, personally, I would give up a second-round pick and, like, Dwight Powell for Dragic, but that's just because of who I am. Like, <laughs> I've obviously yeah. been pining after this guy for, like, four years now. So It's your baby. It's your <laughs> – this is your dream. When it actually happens, we're going to, like, have a step-back party. It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to be so drunk during that podcast. <laughs> But no, like it's it's something that I've been wanting to happen for a long time. So I would personally be willing to give up whatever uh, reasonable things you could you could give up to make that deal happen. But the Mavericks aren't going to do that. They're not going to give up. You know, even if even if the second round picks were determined already and they had the last pick in the second round for for next year, they would not give up that pick because they're he's going to get bought out. Yeah. Uh, 
the rest yeah. of the league kind of has in terms of Dragic, the rest of the league kind of has Toronto over a barrel. Like they, yeah. there's, there's literally nothing they can do. They have no leverage. Dragic is perfectly happy to sit there and just wait to get bought out and, you know, stay fresh. And then if he stays fresh and uninjured for the first half of the season or whatever, until he gets bought out, then he eventually goes to where he wants to go. That's just better for the team that gets him. So, you know, it's, Toronto's just kind of delaying the inevitable at this point. Well, it, when it eventually happens, and I've seen some people say, well, I mean, how, why, why do y'all keep harping on this? Is he really going to make that big of a difference? Yes, he's going to make that big of a, dish, a big of a difference because I don't believe he's washed. I think he's just – it's a situation where he hasn't – earlier in the season for Toronto when he was playing bad, I think that's just a case of playing uh, – uninspired basketball because we all knew that's not where he wanted to be. Uh, but just kind of changing course here, Matt, going back to the the Mavs-Bulls matchup, yes, both teams are seven and three, but there's a, there's a slight difference in how both of these teams have gotten to seven and three because the Bulls have a handful of really good wins. Uh, and let's see, their net rating, their net rating is plus seven where the Mavs are negative 2.3, which is, let's see, which is the second worst, the second worst in the West top eight. <laughs> I don't know how you have a 7-3 record with a net rating of, of that of negative 2.3. but the, the, the way you do that, the way you do that, Matt, is you lose three games by complete blowouts, and then your seven wins are just like, scratching you're you're scratching at the surface for the wins so that, <laughs> that's that that's that's how that happens but yeah uh, like like we were talking about in the group chat earlier you know there are a couple if they if they blow out a couple of you know lesser teams here in the next few weeks you know that 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 net uh point difference is going to be a little bit different see going here's forward. The thing. i don't know that the mavs are capable of blowing anyone out right now like they're good don't get me wrong like they're good but until this, the shots start falling at a consistent rate, all of these games are either going to be – I feel like they're always going to be either blowout losses or close. There, there's not the, the third – you know, the Mavs blowouts I just – I don't think are going to happen because you have to rely so much on Luka and, and now Brunson and, you know, Bullock's not – shots aren't really falling quite yet. It's getting better. Sterling Brown is just kind of like, where the hell is this guy? Um, you know, KP still kind of trying to find himself. He's playing better, but like it, it's still a work in progress. And until everything comes together and it's, it's sort of the, um, the recipe and the package that they envisioned with, with all of these pieces, then it's going to be kind of hard for them to kind of separate themselves from these teams. And they almost did it against new Orleans and then they pulled a Mavs and they blew lead. So, um, they still won, but at, at the end of the day, a lot of things would have to go perfect on one on any given night for the maps to be able to blow someone out. And uh, that's just kind of where they are right now. It's, it's a work in progress. Well, Matt, we're going to wrap this thing up uh, before we get off here real quick. Mavs or bulls tonight. I'm taking the Mavs on the upset. I think they're going to get their first high quality win of the season tonight in Chicago. Uh, I think the bulls win. Um, and I'm one step closer to getting a hundred bucks off you. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but 
Guys, look, we appreciate y'all joining us on this live edition of the Mav Step Back Podcast on the Mike Fisher YouTube channel. We're going to be doing a lot of this going forward. Just some, you know, quick check-ins with you guys. Be sure to share with all your friends. Tell them to subscribe. Go subscribe to our actual podcast. So, you know, with Math Step Back Podcast, we're on Apple Pods, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, you have a chance of winning a Math Step Back t-shirt that we've been giving out every couple of weeks. So, one of these, actually. Yeah, one of those right there. You can get one of those if you uh, you have a chance of winning one of those if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So, guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day and enjoy the game tonight. We'll see y'all next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.